Yo, yo, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. Season two is rolling. Season two episode, what what episode is it now? Okay, yeah, you're better with math than I am, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> Season two, episode 11 of the Popscast. Everybody, thank you for continuing to listen to us. We are here with a super fucking special guest. B, do the introductions, man. Jesus Christ, man. Um, damn, man. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sell it short, man. But I mean, you're one of my favorites, bro. So I'm, I'm excited. Thank I'm you, humbled man. that you even jumped on, man. It's, it's super humbling to get you on here, um, and you. also to talk about some, some stuff that's not the normal stuff that Wordsworth typically would talk about, like on right. an episode. So, I mean, we'll get into the accolades in a minute. But I mean, without further ado, we got Wordsworth, man. Yes, are we sir. going Wordsworth? Or are we doing Vincent Johnson? Which, which way are we going today? Because <laughs> now, because. Because now we're author, so yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> which one man. are we going by? I'm, I'm either or, man. I'm either <laughs> or, though. You know, like I think that that was kind of some of the intent is to kind of get to that part in my life where it's like I can transition and and think for the future and what am I what I want to do for the future. So it'll probably be like Vincent Wordsworth Johnson, you know, with the little quotations eventually, or either or, man. But Either man, whatever y'all comfortable with, man. <laughs> Soon to be Words, Dr. Course, Vincent or Dr. Vincent Wordsworth. I know, right? Man, man, maybe, maybe. PhD, I'm sure, shit. The rate you're going. For real, man. Yo, the Lyricist Lounge, that shit, unfortunately for me, I did not have cable at the time, but I heard about <laughs> it all over the fucking place. And when the shit came out, was it, the album came out on Rockus, right? Yeah, the album on, came out on Rockus. Um, through Lyricist Lounge, and they had like a distribution deal for it at that time. And then um, that was that was about it. They did two albums. Damn, man. Yeah, when I heard the album, I remember was it the the Cipher. I was yeah. at, and then yeah. that's the first time I heard the first time I really heard um, a lot of MCs that were just like kind of bubbling under the radar because out in LA, there was no internet like there was now, and even the right. source with unsigned hype and shit like that, they would do one a week or one a month, and it's like mm. right, right. If you but got I feel, but I feel like at that time too, Sway and Tech, um, had yeah, Sway and Tech were dominating their revolution. Right. They had their thing bubbling too, so I yeah. think that was like the the equivalent to it at the time. But yep. when you come to heavy hitting lyricists, man, it it doesn't. The lyricist lounge, man. I don't know how you guys compiled that, and then even when you go back and look, I mean, you guys had Tracy Ellis Ross. And like Heather McDonald back in the day. I mean, this is like right. we're talking about like J Lo Fly Girl type thing, <laughs> man. Like, and I was like, yo, this is nuts, man. You guys had Tracy Ellis Ross on the show. Like, yeah, that guys... was kind of the idea. That was kind of <clears throat> the idea. Hopefully, that it would be like Saturday Night Live. You got this cast, the people that eventually take off on their own and do their own thing in a way, you know. That's what's up, yo. You still keep in contact with Master Fool? Because I always thought he was. Dead nice, yeah, man. Like I just spoke to him uh like two weeks ago. Uh get out of here. Up. He's accessible. He's accessible on uh, Facebook, Instagram. That's yeah, what's I up. Spoke to him a couple weeks ago. I thought yeah, you two always on. held it, man. You and you and Fool always held the the crown, man, when it comes to just creativity and able to spit like that, man. It was just the energy was crazy between you two. Thank you, man. Yeah, he's he's one of the unsung heroes of the show, I could say. Like I can no depend doubt. on him for a lot of stuff, man. Like as far as like what we were working, like if I'm if I'm writing something and I need somebody to finish it, he can go out, hang out all night, come back in, and he won't go to sleep until it's finished. Uh, so he wasn't up, like man. one of those people that 
that went out and partied and then came back and then didn't get the work done. He was always on top of his job no matter what. You got to respect that. But you could see it, too. In the episodes, you could definitely see it. I remember you two being the prominent, too. So I was like, yo, that's dope, man. Like, Masterful was brilliant just as much as you were. Not too many people could stand next to you on a mic (laughs) that easily. He just put an album out. He put an album out, like, a couple weeks ago, too. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I got to check for it now. Yeah, looking man. it up right now. That's what's up, man. Um, speaking of Lyricist Lounge, man, like, I think prior to that, I think for me, what I was really excited about was, I remember they used to, I can't even remember the website, man. There used to be these hip-hop websites used to go on and, like, these these battle chat rooms when I used to think I could rap, right? <laughs> and we're not going to get into that, but... Um, but I remember you did a song, um, the Pack FM joint, the um, the Relay. Yeah, fam, that was what set it off for me when I was like, "Yo, how are you putting this shit together like this?" Like, I, it was like the new version of Slick Rick to me when I was like, "Yo, the storytelling that you could get through." I mean, man, how do you do I that? Don't know, man. Like, I I don't know, man. I, it's funny because like. I remember doing those songs. I even remember the times of going over the Tone Death files and working with, you know, with Pac and all this stuff. I don't be remember the, remembering the verses, though, that I said back then on a lot no, of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a so flex. Like, He's like, I spent yeah. so, many, so much hot shit. Nah. I forgot about most of it. <laughs> nah, I don't nah, forget you know, you ever when people, when, when people bring it up, I like to kind of go back and listen to it because I like to also see, like, where I've come from to see, like, have I elevated and so on and so forth and just kind of like studying. But um, just putting together a story, for me, I, I knew that that was the only way to sustain a career is that the the best storytellers have a career forever, you know, mm. so that I had to figure that out. And then once I kind of started writing more towards the storytelling aspect, so that actually was a strategic move that I mentally knew to do all these years, right? Mm. So during that time, a lot of features I would do, I would do stories with my concept to kind of ingrain in people that I was a storyteller. So mm. that way it helped me transition out of the battle rap name, battle, a battle rapper name, the backpack name. So that was kind of intentional, basically. Man. And um, I just dope, really man. started thinking about like listening to like the Nas's and Slick Rigs and, and people that were real graphic at that time and just started trying to figure out how graphic I could be with writing. And that's kind of what elevated me there. But it was all intentional. It was all intentional, man. Well, shit, well played, man, because it worked. You caught my attention. I th- when did that come out? Like 2000, 2001 like or 2002 or something like that? Probably around there, yeah. Probably around yeah. then, man. And it's, I mean, just from the, the, the actual song, I mean, I was just like, nobody was doing that at the time because I think we just came off of the era of, like, I think X was kind of bubbling around that. 50 was bubbling around that time. So you had, like, the aggressive. And then you had, like, the dope lyricists that you would still like tap into like the Yassines and the the Talibs. And you're like, you were in that era. And it was like, that song specifically was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was together. still around that time. It was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like an industry internal war at that time too. Mm-hmm. Like you had underground versus commercial and all these other things going on around then. So um, everybody's integrity was about, uh, being as dope as they are without sacrificing anything to be dealing with being commercial at the time. You know, you had your J. Rudy Damage doing Play Yourself over a Biggie type beat. Mm-hmm. You know, you had like a lot of subliminal things going on. It was like an internal war in which 
now the game is just so merged. You know, right. like you just you just do your thing. That's what's up. I think it also gives more creative license nowadays, right? Just because it is so blended, totally. you can actually be yourself and also people shouldn't get it twisted to you're from Brooklyn, so you'll still <laughs> get busy well, as needed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing for me is just as far as like writing the stories and representing that I, I did grow up to see things as well, but then also also showing that you can be an intellectual at the same time, you know what I'm saying? So not not me per se being in the streets and stuff like that, but like I had friends and family Without, and I was sure. hanging right. around like a lot of other people. So a lot of things I convey through my experiences, family member experiences and stuff like that, and just being true to who I am, I just feel like that's the reason why I've been here so long. It's just mm -hmm. the fact that any, I think anybody that knows me is, who, who when you meet me, that's it. It ain't no, no underlying things going on. It is what it is. No, that's so, what's up, man. I think to me that speaks to like even how we met through the through IG, man. And you know, sometimes IG and uh, Retro could tell you like I have this this hate hate relationship with it, and I, I can't stand social. <laughs> you media. only had it because you need to be. I have to be. It's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's annoying. But then you meet like genuine people, and I mean, for for me, I thought it was mad dope, man. And just on just you you reached you were like, yo, what's up? Let's talk. Let's figure it out. Let's set something up. I think it's dope. Yeah. And for, for you to be so accessible, I mean, and again, maybe not everybody shares the same sentiment, but I look at you right. as one of the best. And I'm like, yo, Thank to be you. able to be able to reach out and touch and you just respond and you just kept it 100, like, you don't see that, man. <laughs> you definitely haven't been tainted uh, by thanks, the industry. Man. That's what social media nah. originally supposed to be, right? <clears throat> like, it's not yeah, supposed to be yeah. about the flex or nothing like that. It's supposed to be like reaching out and finding a community, especially when it comes to shit like hip hop, man. Because now, you know, shit goes all over the world. Right. It's not and like I, I think. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Oh no, go ahead. I don't. I, didn't, no, I, I don't just, know if it's a delay or not. Go ahead. No, no, it's just more so like before. I could only like really rap with my friends that were like on the street, like down the street from me or some shit like that. But now you're all right. the way up Miami. You shitting on us with a with a nice background. Nah, <laughs> uh, nah I told yeah, B. I'm gonna turn the fake zoom yeah. filter on in a I minute. Told B. Like, I was like, yo, yo, it's like that Jada line. It's like, nah, gangsters don't man. die; they get chubby and move to Miami. You didn't get chubby, but you definitely <laughs> moved to Miami. Shows, nah, man. I, I mean, I just, I just want to be happy, man. That's it. I but, mean, um, Miami's a place overall, to be. I was out man. there a couple years ago, and. It, it made me happy too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in Florida, you know, but I, I enjoy it, man. I think like, you know, I've been down here. When I first got down here, I kind of was like, what am I going to do down here, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then like, I, I figured it out. So it just, you know, it's one of those things that I kind of believe like, like if I was in New York, I don't know if I would have the same things that I have here because um, just on a, on the basis of the things you can buy and afford, we know a lot of places is way more affordable and accessible, For sure. right? So it just was a, a great move. My wife, my wife's parents moved down here, and then we we bought a house down here, oh, and then I was kind of like in that vibe of like, yo, what I'm gonna do down here? Like, ain't nowhere. <laughs> what? Huh? What? But the internet, you know, having an internet, the, the internet situation is what made the world so small that I was still able to do all the songs. I still was going on tour. And then I kind of wanted to like sustain and find, uh, build something here. So that's what got me into the fact of I go to the open mics. I do a lot of other stuff like this and things like that, you know. 
So I'm not I'm not in Miami, but I ain't gonna say where I am. No, 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 doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So he's like, don't, he's go, like, don't find me. <laughs> but 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 I do go to I do go to the open mics. I'm in Orlando pretty frequently as well. So I stay I stay in the loop, and like I believe I believe if I'm put anywhere, I'm gonna figure it out. No doubt. That's that Brooklyn hustler shit right there. For sure. So, yo, check it out. So I guess for now, um, we're going to touch back on some of those other things that um, we have on our, our agenda. But talk to me a little bit about um, when you when you when you were in the middle, you were in the thick of like the height of the hip hop era, and then you somewhat transit. Now you didn't transition. I mean, you're still in it. But how did teaching come into play for you? Well, it was uh, 2015, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, she was failing class classes. So it went from like straight A's to like like C's and D's, like in a matter of like a month or so, right? So I was like, "What's going on with that?" So she told me that she had a substitute, and that the substitute wasn't basically being effective in the class. So I said, let me go up there and see the sub, you know? So I walked to the class and he basically had, had the nerve to just be like, you know, I'm a, um, what he said, I'm a better, I'm really a veterinarian. I don't really teach like that, you know? I'm wow. just up in here. <laughs> like, yo, I was so heated. I was heated. So I went down to the principal. I waited for like an hour. I was like, I was like, it's like seeing the meeting. I was like, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to sit here. I was so heated. <laughs> So I waited and then we went into, me and her got into an exchange and I was like, this dude just told me this. And she was saying there's not enough substitute teachers, not enough substitute teachers. So long story short, I was like, all right, cool. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go become a substitute so I can be my daughter's teacher and teach her class. <laughs> For real. That's some real dead that's shit. Up. Super that's dead that's shit. like no other, man. <laughs> that's, that's, I would've just hired a tutor. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But now nah, I wasn't having that, man. So that's what's up. I, man. I told her that. So I filled out all the papers, and I wound up going down there to fill out. You know, after handing in my paperwork to the district, and lo and behold, this white lady comes out and says, "What are you here for?" I said, "To be a sub." She said, "Nah, you don't need to be a sub. You need to be in the classroom. There's a lot of young black minority um, males that need you in the classroom." And within uh, like right there, within three seconds, I just said, I'm going to be a teacher. Because like that was like the realest thing I've ever been asked to help at or help with was like, you know, there's a generation of young black males that need to see another representation. I'm right there. I can do it. And if I were to turn my back right there, I think I can take blame for what happens in the future for our generation of and our race and culture. So I just, Respect. within three seconds, I said, all right, cool. And I did it. So once I handed that in, I actually went on tour. We was in Brazil after that. And I got a call and it was like, when can you be here? Can you be here for an interview? <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, hold on, let me get off stage real quick. and tear, <laughs> let me, When I'm done tearing it I'll, down real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was in the, in the tour van. So I, I, was, I could be there like whatever Tuesday when we returned, got back. And after the interview, um, you know, they was like, yeah, you know, I want to hire you. And 
they thought when they called me, I was in, at home playing video games or something. Yeah. I was like, nah. Yeah. I was like, I'm nah, making money. I'm in a, just I'm in the van. I was in Brazil in the van. They was like, oh, you know, they. I don't think they understood how seriously I took <laughs> because you know I'm just coming out. They don't know me. I don't know them. You're so, Mr. Johnson um, as far as they're concerned. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, what was cool too is I got hired. Miss um, um, Pointerland, I always got a big up because she she saw the vision and when she asked me the questions and the way I answered them, she was like, "Yo." We need you there, you know. Um, and then Miss McMillan was the principal that said it's a go. It's okay, hi and boom. So then, what was even doper was the fact that I had a tour book, and they even let me go on tour my first year. Oh, dope! That does oh, not happen, dope. man. That does not happen. I'm telling you, that does not happen. So the support that they gave me um, was incredible. So I went on tour like my first month, came back. And then I didn't like how the disconnect was there because I was essentially doing the same thing I was complaining about. I went mm. on tour, came back in the classroom. So then I just basically cut out, like I stopped touring overseas for the past five years. And I ended up just winding up um, having more shows locally Luckily. in the state. So I, yeah, and you, you know, I go to Ohio. I did North Carolina in um, March. Um, I go to Orlando pretty often so it wound up working out man it wound up working out because i'm home with the kids and with my own kids and then i'm still able to do the show so it didn't actually stop anything pretty much i just had to evolve in it yo that's ill man so do so do your do your students understand who you are like i mean obviously <laughs> they have google i'm sure they can google it right? right but like do they understand like yo and also too it's weird too i think for teachers Cause I feel like when I was in school, my teachers were Martians. If I ever saw them outside of like a school setting, I'd be like, yo, you're human. Right. Like that's impossible. No <laughs> way. No way. That's true. It's very true. Cause like, I was like, yeah, I think we, they, some of them, I think when I asked that question, they thought that we slept there over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> For real. They, you know, some of them actually really thought like. You lived there. You know, yeah. yeah, <laughs> We lived there. Right. Because you, you think about it. They just come in every day and see us there. They leave. We're there. You know what I'm saying? So their mindset is not thinking past them coming for a visit and leaving. They don't really know how all that other stuff is. They're not even concerned with that. So um, with all the kids now having Chromebooks and everything, they Google every teacher. Mm. I I mean, the kids have told me stuff about teachers. (laughs) They're out here dry stitching. Uh, For real. They'd be like, Mr. Johnson. I'd be like, all right. You know, I'd just be like, I just, I just be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, they, they, they Google me and then they see that I, I've done rap stuff and then they're really interested more because I've done the cartoon stuff. So that's when they really... <laughs> oh, that's what did it? Bond, SpongeBob, bro. Yeah. How right, the fuck so, did that happen? Please tell me how that happened because I was like, SpongeBob? <laughs> I was like, yo. Yeah, man. The song was Those dope. Are- and he was, Prince Paul was on it too? He did the production yeah, on well, it too? Yeah, it, it really it really sparked from Prince Paul. Um, he pretty much had these situations already uh, nipped in the bud. And then we both have the same publishing administrator. Mm. So uh, Paul was looking for somebody. I think it, I think that happened after I had wrapped on the, the song with Doom and Chub Rock. I think it's after that. So he was looking for somebody to do the Bubble Party song. And which he already had it done. It was already done and it was already okayed. Oh, dope. Excuse me. So he was trying to see that he could, would they take it with somebody putting lyrics on it? So it was more of a demo 
and they okayed the lyrics part. He already had his lip, but the rap, they was like, yo, we'll run with the rap. So that was like, oh, snap, all right, cool. Um, and then we wound up getting another opportunity as well, the Dexter's Hip Hop Laboratory CD. So then we did Back to the Lab again. On oh, that. shit. And that was kind of a big record. That, was, that wound up being big. They made a, they made a video for that. It would be in every commercial. Um, yo, it that's actually, crazy. Yeah, it actually plays a lot on airplanes. Cause when kids plug in to there, they go to the kids thing, so they get it on oh there. Oh my god! Damn. And, and um, we wind up doing the Dino Five, which is uh, me, uh, Ladybug Neck from Diggable Planet, Charlie Tuna, Jurassic, um, and then also Scratch from the Roots was all in that album. Holy Dino shit. Five, and then the latest and greatest one that Prince Paul, um, me and him were able to do is on Netflix right now, on Peabody and Sherman episode two right now. Jesus on Christ, Netflix. man. You see, wow. you see me, me and Prince Paul rapping and whatnot. So see, words got, the, words got the long play. Book writing, <laughs> kid <laughs> stuff, teaching, yeah, man. man. You, you really got it figured out, man. man. So that's, that's kind of where the, my connection, to bring it full circle, where my connection is with the kids, is that I'm I'm still able to do stuff that they can see currently and and go back and some of the stuff they grew up on and be like wow you did that because some of the stuff still plays so they're able to go check it out and say oh, all right Mr Johnson the real deal up in here he, no doubt know, he ain't here front you know That's like dope, okay maybe That's I can Ill. listen to him because yeah. you know I do want to rap or I do want to do some entertainment he I you know I mean but I think that's how a lot of it works right like we yeah. see examples of people and we'd be like. Oh, ah, right, he really doing it. Let me let me follow that. So. But also too, not just doing it, but also too that there's other ways to be successful without having to go like the school route. Because I think even for us, like right. growing up in the inner city, you just think, you know, everyone's pushing. You got to be a doctor. You got to be a lawyer. You got to do this. And you're like, nah. Yeah. What if I want to be a barber? What if I want to be a, an artist? Right. Like you can still be successful right. doing yeah. that. So. One of my one of my closest friends, one of my best friends, Twin Cut is is down here and. Uh, he's been he's known me since Lyricist Lounge days, since like nineties. And we both live in the same area and he got like five barbershops. So damn. And he's a ambassador for Andy's and Paul Mitchell. So that's, oh, that's my Oh shit. So me me and him talk every day and that's my boy boy. So those are the people I'm around to keep me motivated to do all so much other things and great things that I do is because I'm I'm only surrounded by great people, you know, Ace. You know, my boy Strick, everybody, Pearl Gates, my boy Steve, my boy Power, all of us, I can tell you what they're doing and it's phenomenal stuff. So it's really about making sure you stay within a circle of people that are aspiring to do things like that. Because if you're doing something crazy, it's going to make me be like, I need to step my game up. Right. You know? So that's how it is. Words, and I mean, I think please. that's dope too, man. I love the, the, the community that you have too, because even like with Strick, like, He's out here selling houses and like successful no too, which is dope. Yeah, he's a oh, real estate. But, but but what what was he before that? You know, you know he was before that, right? You know? Yeah, it was a fire like a fire captain and like fire lieutenant, right? Yeah, Yo, fire lieutenant. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? Are you serious? Like it's bugged. And I'm like, whoa. That, Yo, I can't understand that. Like, you guys got like some of the most like legendary pins, and then you're like, he was the fire lieutenant. Like, imagine if Strickland pulls up. <laughs> He just, told, man, he, he just told me a crazy story that happened to him uh was it the night before yes yesterday or something like that that uh he was driving and somebody got hit by a car in front of him he jumped out 
help to do with with resuscitation and everything. God like damn. That. And call call them. Yeah, he got a real straight straight uh, action story. He can tell you that just happened another day, and that's all his training from all those years, and he's retired now doing his thing. But that that's that goes to show you what I'm around as far as 100%. like yeah, people that that are into real life. I'm going to work and do whatever I got to do. Excel at no matter where I'm at. I'm excel there. I'm excel here. Everything is about no matter where you put us at. We're gonna uh, excel. Uh, you'd love to see that shit because it's. I love that. Like, man. It's like I know that there's like a thirty for thirty on ESPN called Broke, talking about athletes like just blowing right, all their money right. real quick. And it, I think there's a lot of parallels with that in the rap game. Is just like totally. the rap game's even dirtier now. You know what I mean? Like you get these three sixty deals or whatever, or you just throw a little advance money, and then they're like, "Nah, that's all you're gonna get. You're stuck with us for, right. for as see, long man. as we want you to." So the yeah, fact that business. you're able to finesse Knowing that, the business. yeah, right. as long business, as you're able to you finesse know? it and like get what you get out of it but still maintain the love whether it's staying independent or at least making your own terms with your record deals and shit like that it's like that really speaks to like like we've been talking about man the long play like everyone around you is in it for the long play because even ace when i first heard everybody you kind of at least when i was a kid i didn't really put much into it like oh do they have longevity now i think about it right because there's so many flashes in the pan and stuff like that but back then i was like oh these dudes are dope and it sounded current for the time, and I, but I never thought like, oh, how are they going to grow with it? But then me and B talk about it often, like when he comes or when Ace came out with Long Hot Summer and it spoke to where he was at the time age-wise. And I was just mm-hmm. about getting there. I was like, yo, this is, this is bugged out. And the fact that you, you branched out and you started doing all these other things, but still had a hand, you were still like knee deep in the music thing, but you transitioned too to, to stay current, like to stay current with the kids because kids are just, kids are assholes, man. You know what I mean? And they're like, they, if they're like, oh, you used to rap. They're like, oh, you wash then. You can't really rap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, man, they... please tell me. Please tell me some of them try to battle you. Please. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I freestyle, I freestyle for them, though. I've, I've oh, done okay. it before. Like, oh, you know, I, I may, I'd be like, I'll freestyle for y'all if y'all behave or so on and so uh, forth. I'd be like, so... nobody, no tape in it. I'm at a fucking all my I'm, teachers now because wasn't none of them cool like that. <laughs> They're just like, I'm the one guy saying, get out my classroom. Yeah, nah, I've done it, man. I've definitely freestyled with them, and then I, I asked them, man. I'll ask them sincerely, like, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to become? A lot of them don't know, which is fine, and then some, sure. some do want to know. So then it's like more so. If you tell me, I'm more about like I think one of the main things that's missing, and this kind of like on an educational situation. On general, it, even in the communities or just in general, is the how, right? So that's why I I, I kind of leave myself accessible to an extent because people want to do great things, but they never get the how. Hundred percent. You know, right? So it's like, you know, I, I'm always trying to like. I had a student that wanted to be um, a stenographer, so I went and printed up all the papers. Now I gave her all the papers of what it takes to be to be it. Now if she finds it interesting still after reading that and wants to be it then fine but at least i gave her let me say boom so she could decide you know so i think sometimes we just leave out the how man we got to be more on top of the how with the kids you know no that's dope man i mean it sounds like you're just super invested in it which i think we need more of that representation out here because that's like you said the how is the hardest part the what is easy like i can i want to do that i want to do that but how do i get there that's always a tough part Everyone has the ideas, right. but the drive and how to get there. Execution the older is heads, hard part, the, the older heads don't, don't always do it. And then there was a lyric, too. I think I was listening to Champion Sounds the other day, 
and you're talking about like teaching the youth, but also making sure that the old heads can grow. And I was like, man, that's oh, yeah, important that. hip hop yeah. too. Yeah, and I, was, I heard that shit, and I was just like, that's 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 some real shit. Because then you see a lot of older heads. I mean, and I'm guilty of this, right? Not just in hip hop, but like just being like, just being curmudgeonly and be like, man, these young motherfuckers don't know shit, or like this is not good <laughs> music. And now we oh, we man. understand like hip hop is an amalgamation of so many things. And even if it's not for me, I got to appreciate the fact that it still is under the umbrella of hip hop. You know what I mean? I make fun of all yeah. these SoundCloud rappers and like Lil Yachty and all those motherfuckers. Like, I don't like them, but I was like, it's something the kids to, it's something the kids now can get into. As now, right. Stuff that I'm into, right? right. Anything now, like, you know what I mean? Like before, like way back in the golden era of hip hop, you had the backpacker shit, you had the hard right. shit, like, like street shit. And then you had the gangster shit. There wasn't really much more beyond that. And I think, credit to hip-hop now and even with the records that you're putting out like you can have fun now you ain't got to be right. screw faced and all that shit you can have fun you can smile you can do whatever i was like that in and of itself is like oh that speaks to i think a, a larger audience not just for those in underserved communities and stuff like that so again credit to you for for seeing that you know what i mean seeing that and putting growth in your music and even maintaining the storytelling aspect of it because mm -hmm. i think like you said too that's the long play because when we think of the great storytellers me and b always go it's like it's nas scarface prince right. paul shit like that because like oh shit they have ace. stories that we can relate yeah ace we can we can relate to and then even i know you did another song eulogy and i was like man that shit like when i was driving because i was like i just lost a friend like a pretty close friend not too long ago i was like damn like it makes you think just to give people flowers while they're still here you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Like, you know, talk to them now. Tell them now you love them now. You know, tell them now you, you got right. respect for them for everything they're doing and respecting their craft. And hopefully that's what we're doing a little bit on our end. You know what I mean? Because we're just reaching out to people who are our age as well, not just the younger crowd, but people who are transitioning to the next stage of life, fatherhood, um, thinking, even thinking about retirement, right? Like 20, like right. 10, 15 years ago, I wasn't thinking about that shit. I was like, what am I, what Jordans am I going to spend next on my next paycheck? Like, right. It's now true. it's like, it's, it's true, just man. like college accounts, the 529 accounts for the kids and this, right. that, and the third. And I was like, you can do it gracefully. And you're a testament to right. that. You know what I mean? You can do it gracefully, still be relevant and not be the old man shouting at, shouting at the kids from their lawn and right. shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that in me, man. Like to be like, I'm, I'm more so like, what y'all listening to? Who that? Oh, mm. word, Roddy, Roddy, what, Roddy, what? Okay, let me go check him out. I'm, let me write that down and check it out. Because when I was in college, I had uh, my professor Terrell, we was in, um, what was that, uh, English Lit 2 or 1, the Victorian period we was talking about, something like that, Shakespearean sonnet. So she had Shakespearean sonnet on the board, and she was like, so Vincent, what do you think of that? I was like, it's cool, but it ain't better than Nas, though. <laughs> you were 100% right, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said that to her. I said, it's cool, but it ain't better than Nas, though. So she said, well, who's Nas? And then I uh. said, Nas. And I said, you know, I, I was like, you know, he said Jones Beach and all this. I, I explained the Nas and the album. And she didn't say cr nothing crazy in class to me. She just said, okay. She went and wrote down the Nas and the album and that was it it wasn't no trying to embarrass me or nothing or like saying anything about that being better than what I'm saying and um that in itself I remember to this day of that action which is why I'm probably the way I am with the kids telling me stuff mm -hmm. that's so refreshing to hear so, bro so 
So uh, Professor Terrell, she knows that. She knows. That. I've told her that too, man. I've I've told her to her face about that, man. Like I wouldn't be high in it without without a lot of those. That's so dope, man. Because most of the time, too, unfortunately, you hear about like the bad side of teachers. Right? Like you ain't never gonna be shit. And then when people get put on, they're like, "Fuck you, Miss Jones." Know, right? for yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saying I was yeah. gonna be anything. But the fact that even yeah. it just just listening, right? I think just listening to the kids is the biggest thing. You don't have to agree with yeah. it, but just be like, all right cool like let me look yeah. into this and see what where I your mind is at so out. i can better understand you no and i think that i mean man, you know you know 90 90 percent or more of us as kids is telling an adult about what we like yeah and hope somebody is, is is inspired to to big you up on it or help you achieve it or give you more insight on it isn't it uh, look at these, even if it was sneakers, look at these sneakers. You want your parents to say, oh, those are nice. Even if it's they 100%, don't think yeah. Nice. Some sort of feedback, yeah. Feedback. Just acknowledgement. <laughs> yo, speak to kids, man. How did your daughter take it when you're like, yo, I'm going to teach you to school? <laughs> I'm going to take you to school. Uh, I'm going to see you at lunch. <laughs> I'm going to take you back home. Nah, nah, so what, what happened was I actually wound up teaching at a middle school. Okay. I went back. I got her out of that class. And I got her with a permanent teacher that had been there all year. Oh, um, And when I went to the lunch with her, because what happened was when I was going down, before I got the job, I just started going to lunch with her every day. Damn. Kind of, and being there with her. And it's, because she got moved into another class for the first few days, they split the class up. She's in this other class. So she would be, they would go to lunch. I would meet her at lunch. I'd bring her McDonald's, you know, and sit there with her at lunch. and. And I would explain to the other kids, like, well, they're like, Mr. They'd be like, Mr. Why, why Saturday's not in class with us no more? <laughs> you know, mm, I yeah. and I and I explained to them. I said because you know you guys right now aren't getting the attention you you need, and you you need to just tell your parents that you're not having a, a a teacher that's here all the time, you know, and tell them to do the same thing. And I would just sit there with her, and that that calmed it down. I'm bringing McDonald. You know, kids see you come through. My dad, McDonald. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. It, it eases everything. And then eventually, she was in a class that was permanent with a teacher that stayed with disability. Because even after I left the principal the first time, she was like, "We're getting a, a new teacher, a permanent teacher next Friday." She, that teacher came in and stayed for like two weeks and was gone. And that's when I was Man. like, "Nah, this ain't a go." I just ain't yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's when I got her moved into that permanent situation. And then after that, I, I ended up teaching in the middle school and, you know, she wanted to do what she do. And then she's in high school now. So she's all good. And words, how many kids do you have? I have two daughters. Two daughters. Girl dad. Yes. I got one in college. They just started college and I got... Oh, well, congratulations, man. So What's you, that man. like in the, during this era, starting college in the, during the pandemic, man? It's all online right now, you know. Um, Do they I make you pay the same tuition? Because fuck that. <laughs> if you're not in the buildings, <laughs> no. Mm -mm. It's all the same, man. It's oh, all the same. shit. It's all the same. It's all the same. I mean, I, I've done online classes even before the pandemic. It stayed the same, man. Nah, no doubt. So, um, but it, yo, that's crazy, cool though, that your daughter's in college. I mean, this is, yo, I mean, by the way, we never mentioned, too, the title of the episode is going to be Mirror Music. Sir. But I mean, we, I mean, your daughter got shouted out in trust, right? Like, <laughs> it's named after Donna. Yep. Even in no, the, you hear it at the end, the Donna at the end, like, oh, you yeah. rep it over. But 
Yo, that was that was I was this twenty years ago almost. Right. Damn. Right. It's crazy. Yep. Oh god, I don't even like to think about that shit. Because to me, know, like the two thousands, right? <laughs> like ninety nine, two thousand, I was like, oh, that was like ten, fifteen years ago. Like, mm-mm. I know. no, it was not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, man. that mindset, that mindset of kind of like thinking, like you know, I guess like sometimes I have conversations with people to do things, and they like put it off, and then it's like two years later, and they realize they could have did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like kind of having that mindset of not being afraid to start something now that is going to take a couple of years because then oh, you have that conversation later and be like, Oh snap, it's been two years. I'm finished. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I, I think you got to kind of have that mindset to, to attack things. That's kind of how I am with the things I want to do. I just kind of going in. Yo, on that song, trust too. Like you can definitely hear that having a daughter completely changed <laughs> how you moved out here. Yeah. So what do you teach your daughter now just to make sure that, because, you know, we were all young men at one point and we were reckless. We all done right. some things that we're not the proudest of. Good Lord. But having a daughter definitely changes that perspective. So what do you teach your daughters now about guys who were like, you know, out here moving crazy? I think my, I think my daughter is like very on point on the basis because I'm home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm home. Right. I've been home for the past like five years, pretty every day, pretty much consistently. Looks like I go do a show and come back or whatever. But like me being there, I think also I'm very talkative with my daughter. Like I like she could ask me anything. Like she could come talk to me about anything. Like that I think is really what's helpful is the fact that she feels comfortable enough to ask me questions about any and everything. And then she's she's 18, so we we watch all types of movies here and there. So she. She can see stuff and she knows how to put it together. And I think also seeing me with her mom also helps to reflect what it should be like. That's so that's really up. the most, that's the main thing you could really do is just that you just have to be the reflection of what it is. And if it's anything other than that, she could ask me. That's what's up, man. How long have you been married? Man, I've been married going on 15 years, but I've been with my, my wife about 20 something years. That's what's up, man. <laughs> Shout out to y'all, yeah. man. We just hit 15, well, I think we hit 14 years. Congratulations. In man. July, I think, married. So, right nice. there with you, neck and neck, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, earlier, you mentioned your boy, man. We're going to go through real quick, and we're going to just do our shout outs, man, our roll call. Is that who you want to shout out, your boy, or you got somebody else on the list? Yeah, I shout out my boy, Twin, man. You know, he's he's doing his thing, and... uh. You know, big up to him. And that he's, he started, I watched him grind from being a barber. He used to cut in New York. Then he moved down here. He started cutting here. He was, he always is, is always doing a different thing. Now he got, he got five barbershops, man. So he's, That's ill, man. Yeah, That's man, only, so. baby. <laughs> you know, get, get that back straight. <laughs> that, that reporting is different. <laughs> yeah. I, I made 30000 this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, man. He, he, he got it, man. I mean, I think him being able to, like, man, if you see his, his if you see his shop, because where we are, the baseball teams and football teams come down. So he cuts oh, a lot shit. of the athletes too, and he has his room. His room in the in the barber shop is in the back, and it's it's crazy. It's his own room inside the barber shop. I was about shop. to say, you, you got go a room. Back room. Yeah, uh, when you go you in really his room. Are. It's crazy. The chair's tailored with his letters on it. It's, mm. it's phenomenal. 
So, and then you got the signed jerseys in there. Like you walk into an experience going into his own separate room. And, I, you know, it's always inspiring to see where he came from to do that. And from a barber's aspect, um, him being able to fly out and teach and everything like that is so dope because I think I don't, I don't know how many barbers that I know are around other barbers at that level to see that's where they can elevate to or mm -hmm. learn from somebody, you know? So, you know, I think that's what's dope about it too is that other barbers could be around him and actually say, yo, how would you do that? No, that's ill, man. What's his handle on IG or Facebook? Twin Cuts, uh, T-W-I-N underscore C-U-T-Z. And we're going to put him on. We'll make sure we'll tag him in it, too, just so that he, uh, so people can see that. And, man, people can be inspired by those things, man, because that's important, too. Yeah. Definitely. What about Baby, you, you Retro? A, oh, I'll go. Um, my boy, Mondo, I'll say it. I'll say that. He's not a dad yet. Um, but as my boy's little brother, he there was him and his his fiance were supposed to get married in October, and as you know, that shit was dead. I think they're still fighting with their venue over that. Um, but first of all, congratulations to him. He usually played shit close to the chest. So when he first introduced his girlfriend to us, he's like, "This is my friend, Crystal." So I was like, "Friend," <laughs> and then she gave him the the wild look, and I was like, "Hey, don't fuck this oh, up, bro." Like, so, but yo, four years later. Four years later, they're they're still at it. Uh, they just had their anniversary, so congratulations, Amanda. Love up, you, man. Crystal. Love you too. Nice. You know, and this nice. is how I know she was a real one. She she planned a surprise birthday. I don't see him often. I see him maybe once a year or something like that. But she hit me up like on the loan. Was just like, yo, like you know, he speaks highly of you. Like I really want you to come through to the surprise birthday party. And had, as soon as that happened, when I saw him at that party, I was like, again, don't fuck this up. <laughs> you better put a ring on it, man. Because yeah. doing something like that. It's not even the money, right? It's just being considerate and thinking like, yo, let me look out for not just him, but just people and shit like that too. So I really appreciate that. Right. So shout out to them. Whenever you guys do get married, I'm going to be there probably tearing up and some dumb shit like that. But <laughs> Mondo and Crystal, uh, shout out to you guys, man. Be, shout got. out to them, man. I got my shout boy Henrik, man. I've known him for damn like almost 15, 20 years, man. Um, we actually coached together. We coached high school basketball together. Um, and super dope dude man but when i tell you this man's an, well he's an attorney now and i remember when we were coaching he would go to school he would coach he played ball and he would um he would spend like all night studying for the bar exam right so night. it was dope man and um now a dad of two two beautiful little boys man but an attorney but he's out here frontlining too for like the whole movement of the black lives matter um he's definitely helping out and using his power yeah, yeah. for good and he's an armenian dope. cat so he'll be putting people on to if you go to his page he'll be putting people on to like armenian culture and the genocide and he's just super educated super well-rounded and just a lot of respect to that brother man we don't talk for like a year or two and then we pick up the phone and it's like we never left so shout out dope, to him dope man shout out for sure Oh, yeah. That's what's up, man. What about the heat check, man? What we got? I'll go. I'll let the guests of honor go first, man. Words. Words what we got? What we got in the footwear today? Tips. All right, man. That's the heat <laughs> check. Yeah, yeah. Had me a little under pressure, man. I was like, man. Nah. But I, 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 I got some things here, man. I got a little thing. I got, I got the, the same Patty days. Jordan, oh shit, you know, Jordan one. Damn, days. I haven't seen this yeah. in a minute. I got the same Patty days, you know. I was scrambling. I said, let me He's out scrambling. <laughs> you could, man. That's my little green situation. I said, I, I throw the St. Patty's on. Um, 
And um, yeah, man, I got those in Germany, man, at the store Undefeated. Oh, shit. Got it. Yeah, Undefeated in Germany, man. I caught those in, uh, years ago. So I try to take care of my sneakers, man. Like, my Same here, bro. Man, crazy, everything you know, got a um, everything got a story with words, man. Like, know, even right? your, even yeah. your shoes are worldly. <laughs> <laughs> yo, the yo the oh, shoes ma- the kicks match your background. That's obnoxious. Oh, <laughs> That's the super <laughs> flex. The super flex. Oh, <laughs> e, what you got, man? Um, all right, man. Season two, man. Some hyper blues. Man. Oh uh, man, I Jordan wanted to get those too. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm. That's my favorite sneaker is the Jordan One. Jordan One's a favorite sneaker. Jordan One, I would say my, it's a perfect sneaker, man. I would say the Air Max Ones are probably my favorites, but yeah. Jordan One's, Jordan man, ones are just, way up there. Jordan Ones are just legendary, man. Even back then, man, like rock stars and shit like that. I think like. Uh, Guns and Roses and motherfuckers like that were wearing fucking Jordan ones. Skaters were wearing Jordan ones out here. Classic silhouette, man. Hell yeah. Jordan one, man, is my favorite sneaker. I want to get some Air Maxes. I haven't yet, but I've always loved the way it looked. Man, I just haven't gotten yet. Pass that link on to you, man, because we're we're general release boys over here. We love discounts, so (laughs) we're gonna just Uh, send you the links for some for wild discounts, man. Yeah, give me that up. Give me that up. Frugal boys, gang. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm over there with you. I'm with you. Yo, he sent me the link last night, and I was just like, damn it. Yo, 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 30 seconds. seconds He sends me the link back with the receipt. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, you're serious. (laughs) We got you, though, man. man. I'm going to keep it. Thankfully, I picked out some Jordans today to keep it with the Jordan theme. I'm going to go with the Jordan 10s, man. Oh, nice. Very underrated silhouette. I didn't like them initially because I will say that when they first dropped, Jordan was even playing then. But when I looked at the bottom and saw the accolades on the bottom of the shoe, I was like, all right, I got it. You know, one of the greatest of all, yeah, the greatest I like of all that time colorway. to me. I like that colorway. And then I like the other colorway, the white with the blue. Yeah. I think those are kind of underrated. I think those are kind of underrated, though. Low sure, key, the though, tins, like the tins don't get a lot of love, man. They, you know what? Yeah. I think it's because people think they're basic. You know what I mean? If you look at the silhouette right. itself, it's like, mm, all right. But then you look at the bottom of the shoe; that's where all the flavor is at. But I was yeah, gonna wear. I think that color is good, though. That color is nice too. Yeah. You put the right situation with that, you know. The dark gray. And, goes and, with and it, if you think about it too, like today we're more open to getting the dark gray joints and rocking it with anything. Yep. Back in the days, it was like this color sneaker has to go Fact. with this color outfit. Now yeah. you can have like the crazy color sneaker on and then be wearing just white and red. You know what I'm <laughs> so, so the rules have changed no doubt. To, to be a little more like, oh, I, I can mess with that colorway and rock them, you know? No doubt. I was, I was going to be derivative and wear some Tim's with a camo hat today, <laughs> but I was like, ah, not, let me not be too derivative oh, <laughs> to work. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. But yeah, man, those are fire. That's Thank what's you, up, man. man. Thank you. Um, I want to get into, before we talk about words, the, the father, events and the father, I mean, I want to talk about, give you a minute to talk about the new beginning, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my first book. And I chose that particular album because when you're trying to start a book, everybody I kind of like advise to do a book or even myself, you always kind of, I guess you get a little apprehensive, maybe thinking about, man, a book is kind of long, you know, <laughs> like how do I do this? But like, I already, I have the mindset of all the rhymes I've ever written is actually a book. All the albums I've done a book. So why not just kind of elaborate on them? So that was uh, the first album I chose because 
it's actually one of my shortest albums. It's not my shortest album and it's 12 songs. And I felt like it was more of a warm up to writing a whole series of books. That's why it's volume one. So um, New Beginning, I did the entire album with a producer named Donnell Smokes from Out That Way. And I've never met him to this day. Tell you that much. Get out of here. Never met. Damn. Never met. We spoke FaceTime and all that like that. He was even in a video that we got for Fingers That Were Blue. Um, but we never met face to face. Um, and he sent me beats and back to back. They just was like crazy. I knocked the album out quickly. And I felt like the songs on that album, especially like Test of Time, was like a, a very uh, strong song for me. And the songs on the album, I felt like this was the perfect uh, book to get started with this series. So that's why this is volume one. And that's why I chose it as well. That's dope, man. And I mean, to get so personal, I mean, I like what Ace wrote in the foreword. I haven't gotten through all of the book yet. I'm almost, I'm halfway right. done just because I just got it on Thursday. But in the foreword, um, I like when Ace said that, well, first of all, I didn't even know you got your name from Heathcliff. I would have never thought. Yeah. Oh, that's not that, real. <laughs> that's not remember real. Remember the cat? You remember the cat? Of course um, I remember Heathcliff. I know what Heathcliff is, but... How did but you remember get the, the cat? Words, Wordsworth, though. Remember, he used to have the cat in the show was Wordsworth. He used to always have headphones on every time he talked, he rhymed. Wow. So that was part of his game. It was I, I just, riff, raff, and all that. And I'm thinking like the legendary poet Wordsworth. Nah, <laughs> that would make sense. You know like, nah, <laughs> no, I didn't show. Yeah, at that time, I wasn't reading no Wordsworth poetry. I didn't know nothing about that. When I, got to college, <laughs> when I got to college, then I found out about the poet, and then I realized the poet is where they got the cartoon. The cartoon got the names for the poet. Bong. I, so I didn't, I didn't even put that together. I was in, like, I had the Wordsworth name in, like, high school. So I wasn't even thinking about no uh, poet. I wasn't reading no poetry. I was just out there. Only poetry I knew was what we heard in the headphones. Yo, that's, yeah, wow. that's wild, man. That's so, you know, you know, when like when you when you direct movies, there's something called theme setting where like early in the in the movie, you you state the theme so that later on it'll come back. So the fact that you got your name from Heathcliff, was that theme setting for now you doing cartoons? Is that the Man, parallel? Nah, Man, long play. That's, that's, that's a long play. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it may be something that's kind of like one of those things that is just a, a coincidence, you know? Nah, just run that. Just pretend like it was intentional. Uh, <laughs> I probably could run there. Like, yeah, I, for, I always foresaw always me doing stuff like that. And no like, doubt. Yeah, man. That's, that's what it was. I used to be in high school. I used to be the dude with the mad expensive headphones, always listening to, to songs. When I got to college, it was the same thing. I would have headphones on. People would walk past me and later and be like, yo, I said, what's up to you? But you had headphones on. Cause I was so in tune to doing the music. I even got like pictures of me in high school wearing headphones. I had like a hundred dollar pair of Sony headphones in high school. Uh, and damn. I had one, one wire coming down. Uh. So I, I got pictures of it. Like I had, that's how crazy the type of stuff I had when I was in high school, as far as into music so much, I had the ill Sony headphones with one wire coming down. And that's, dope, man. that's 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 how crazy it was. So that's where I got the whole Wordsworth thing because that cat headphones always rhyming. I had headphones always rhyming. That's dope, man. Perfect, man. Um, and then also to be so like vulnerable and introspective, man. This is like your your lyrics, man. And like you gave some like in depth meaning behind why you were typing that. So why is that something that's so important to you? You think like when it's like is it like part of your legacy for like you think about your kids and like 
the meaning behind these things because you get personal yeah. in some of these joints, man, and um, and you're explaining it. It was it's like this reminds me of um, when Hove did Decoded, right? Like he gave right, you like right. the the insight to like where he was at with it. Right. That's one of my favorite books, and me too. It kind it kind of gave me that vibe. Um, I love Decoded. The only thing I didn't like about Decoded, in some shape, form, or fashion, is that it bounced around song wise. For sure. So it didn't give me some of the songs that I would have wanted to know. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. How he came up with that. So then um, it wouldn't be it, then it wouldn't be Hove like, right? right, right. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I love about Dakota. When I got Dakota, I read that joint in like maybe like a day or something, like a day and a half or something, because I was so into the fact of how it was written. Yeah. Um, and with this, it was the same thing, but it's really more so the reason why I did it was because, um any of our real favorite musicians, you can't really ask them why they wrote that, right? Even to this day, we speculate the meaning of Shakespeare because we can't ask them. Uh-huh. We're still in speculative states on asking people, well, what do you think this means? Like, we're always doing that. And I wanted to be able to write it out so you know what I meant. And it also opens up a conversation to, towards people. So, like, um, I felt it was important just in, just because, like, a lot of these books, too, you'll see the artist lyrics broken down by somebody else. It's true. That person don't know what that person really was thinking. That's this true. is you saying, he said this, so when he said this, he meant this and this and this and that. You're like, nah. That's not, that's not 100%. That's probably 98%. That's not 100%. You want, the, you want everything. So, right, with me saying it, you know exactly what I meant by that. There's no, yeah, I think he meant this. Nah, you know what I meant by that. It's coming and, straight from um, the, the source. Right, and I think a lot of the books we get a lot of times is it's not straight from the source and it doesn't elaborate on what it meant. And the fact that when you hear me say a bar, it's like, oh, that bar type, that makes sense. But it's not, I'm not expounding upon it enough to make you go like, wow, I never really thought about it like mm-hmm. that deeply. And I think a lot of people are reading the book and able to enjoy the fact that that bar means it's effective, but it's way more effective when I get this understanding of how he came to that conclusion for that bar, you know? Especially with your lyrics as being like complex as they are. And I mean that in the, I mean that in the most flattering, most complimentary way. You're, the, the way you construct your music, there's so many levels to it and you can tell there's texture and there's layers to it. So to be able to get the insight, man, is really dope to be able to have this book, man. So I thank you for that, man. And I can't wait for the other thank volumes you, to come out. Go buy that shit. Everyone listen, Thank buy you, that man. shit. Even if you're not a fan of hip hop, buy that shit. <laughs> just to see how the mind but just to see how the mind works though is yeah. still, man. Like anybody who has that kind of insight, whether you're an artist or you're a, somebody else, like an attorney, like just it's to think about someone's mastering your craft. Let me tell you, I always I'm I'm that's what I'm saying. Like I got friends that do artwork. I'm like, yo, you should just do one on your art. Like nobody knows why you painted it like that. I don't know why you like we do that with art. We go to an art gallery, we were like, I think it's crying. 100%. No, I think they're flying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We have to stand in there for for ten minutes, like Facts. interpret all different interpretations because you can't ask the artist to an extent. So I think this is just a way that um, I also viewed it as another forum to be in because I'll be real, like a lot of people. There's a lot of people that don't listen to my music, but I know them. But me putting it in a book that's their forum that they want to enjoy what I write. So I want to make sure I have it in that's both dope, forums man. for the person that 
that just wants to read the bars. And then I've had people tell me, yo, I got the book. I had to go back and listen to the album now. So right. it, it helps people go and it's vice versa. Yo, I got the album. Let me go buy the book. And then now they're like, wow, let me go listen to the album again because mm-hmm. I didn't really catch that. Um, so it's really um, thinking like that. And just like I said, the longevity of it is really more so I think the the word author is going to be more powerful than rapper as I get older. No so doubt. I just want to make sure I'm establishing certain accolades that go along with my age as well. No, that's dope, man. Author, rapper, teacher. I'm telling you, if we're soon going to be addressing him as doctor, doctor. man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, Dr. Man. Johnson. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it, man. All right, let's get it early. Let's get it out early. All right, Dr. Johnson. So let's talk about. <laughs> that flow's nice. I, I'm still thinking about it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about like words as the as the father, man. Like you said, two daughters, one in high school, right. one starting college, man. How are how are you as a as a father? I think I'm I'm very spontaneous. Like I play around a lot. I joke around a lot with them all the time. I'll be doing dances, crazy dances <laughs> with them. I'm, Let me not I'm, find I'm just, you on TikTok because then that would be problematic. Nah, <laughs> nah, I, won't, I won't be on TikTok. I ain't on TikTok, but I'm in, I'm in some family videos just having fun. Wow. That's what's up. Nah, as you should. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what it is with me. And I think if, if you were to ask my kids that, they're like, I'm mad. I'm just mad, easy to kind of talk to because I play around. But then I, I, I also am all about uh, time and place with things. So, as much as I play around, they know that I start doing something, I'm very serious about it too. So that's the main thing that I try to instill in them. It's like joking around, have fun, but then when it's time to do what you got to do to be focused on that. Um, so that's really it, man. I'm really just open to talk to and I play around a lot. And I think me playing around a lot is very, very important, man, because um, I don't want to be like super rigid and like, you know, always serious. No, no so, doubt. You know, with them, I can joke. I can hear them joke. They can tell me stuff was going on. You know, my daughter, if she works, she'll come in telling stories. Dad, let me tell you about my day today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, you know, and uh, so, like, typically she'll drive home telling my wife on the phone, but then when she come in, she got to give me the replay face-to-face. No doubt, no and, doubt. And and then my, my youngest, she's more kind of, I would say she's in that mode of like, she's in the video games. And sometimes I'd be like, man, you gotta get out that video game mode. But then I'd be like, well, I was in that video game mode too. So no let, me not, let me not, you know, while out, let me recognize that I was once like heavy, mm-hmm. mad and mad young. And I still turned out all right. So I still gotta try to leave the, the room to grow and, and respect that they're two different kids. That's the other thing. Right. Like really recognize them like they're two different kids and just figure <clears> out how can I help each one excel at what they want to do? So like my oldest wants to be an arts teacher and stuff like that. So she, she's dope with the art. She actually has art in my classroom too. So like, and then my youngest, I think she's still trying to figure it out. Um, I think she wanted to either do nursing or something like that. I still got to ask her, but I mean, you don't really know sometimes until like, until that, until that moment, you're like, well, I got another year, two years and this, I, I'm, I'm into this so I just try to be there for whatever the case may be and just make sure I'm accessible to talk to that is, that is very key for me I just want to make sure no matter what's going on that you feel like you can come say yeah what this what does this mean right here some such mm-hmm. told me this <laughs> I, I, I just really want to be like that man. 
that's what's up, man. Any advice for us as uh, we got two, I got two boys and a, and a little one, a little girl, and Retro got a daughter, a three-year-old, soon to be three, and a little boy on the way. But you mentioned high school and college girl dads. Any advice for us? Because oh, it's, it's coming keep sooner the, than we think. On. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, I, I guess what I would say is, man, take a lot of pictures. That's what's up. Do you that, know, yeah. make, 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 make a lot of memories. I, I missed out on a lot of memories because of touring. Mm. And, you know, I can't get back a lot of those things. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> it's dope that I've been able to be home for the past five years and still do everything I want to do. But I've been here every day. So I was able to be there for a lot of stuff and be there for everything now. Um, so I definitely would say make sure you just always OD with the pictures, man. OD That's with the up. pictures, never the take video too many. recording. All of that. I'm up here now talking to, you know, telling my in-laws and stuff like, yo, y'all got mad pictures on the phone. Y'all need to print those out. Like, mm. who's, who's really going to get to these phone pictures? This would be real. Like, yeah. so I've been actually sending stuff to Shutterfly and then paying for Shutterfly to, uh, to print those out. Yeah, because, that's dope. Because you can't, I mean, come on, man. That's if, smart. If the, the cloud mess up or whatever the case may be. So I, I've been on that. Let me get these joints printed out because it's just physical. a different vibe. Yeah, when yeah. you hand them the stack and they're able to look at it. And then tomorrow they wake up, they can go look at it. They ain't got to be like, uh, Daddy, where your phone at? You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> or like, right. You know, so it's really about that. Like, I got a lot of pictures that are in my phone that I've been trying to go through strategically and printing them out. And nah, smart, them man. And send them. That's so smart. I think, I, that... I, think, I think that's key, man. Print those pictures out. I think that I love that you you show a whole spectrum of who you are as a dad, because I think when I was growing up, and for most people, either if you're from an immigrant family or from a, a person of color in general, typically the dads mm -hmm. in your life have been real strict, or just like yeah. you said, real rigid, and they're just like, no, like you do it my way or no way. They don't crack jokes. They do nothing like that. And for me. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I still got a little bit of that in me. Like when it's when it's like right. go time and like my my kid Kennedy's not listening to me. I'm just like, all right, like your first right, and right. last warning. But at the same yeah. time, like I show her, I, I try to show her as much affection as I can because Koreans we don't really do that shit. <laughs> but at least <laughs> in my yeah, generation, you gotta balance, man. You yeah, gotta balance. yeah. So I try to give her as much love as possible and show her these things. And even if I'm sad about something, like. Show that to her too, so she knows that that that's something that dad possesses, or that that dads can show. So she grows up and maybe seeks that out in the people around her. Be like, I want somebody who is not afraid to open up and be and be the, their true selves and stuff like that. Because there's you know there's times where it's like, man, I ain't no bitch. I'm just fucking. I'm look the other way and not like not say nothing or right, you know what I mean. Right. But then it, I, one of our other guests was saying like, your kids don't learn how to drive at 16. They learn how to drive at like two or three when they see you in the car. So who they right. learn to be as a person starts super young. I'm like, damn, now I got to show, you know, I, I can't be afraid to show. Cause what am I losing by showing who we are? Like who we, who we are as people, what are we losing to our kids? Our, our, right. our kids aren't going to think I'm punks. Man. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the fear, right? Like, Oh, my kids can think I'm a punk and maybe, you know, they can try to box me up one day or some shit like that. But it's like, no, just show, nah, show everything, show everything. Yeah, you everything, owe it to your man. kids, right? You owe it to your kids yeah, to be. Time and place, man. Time and yeah. place. I think that has to be really established just on the basis of like, 
like I said, like if you ain't doing good in school, right there for me, that's where you're gonna see my face change. You can hit, you can hit, see how my face change now. Me thinking about it, like yo, I don't play none of that. Like I yeah. ain't playing that right there. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, all day I'm 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 lighthearted with it, just chilling. Like we chilling, whatever you're doing. But like I don't I don't want to play with the education aspect. So I'm all good. I'm all good with everything else except for you you messing around with that. And after that, I'm kind of pretty much like whatever you know um so that's, that's what's up here. man and super dad when my kid struggles in schools i get him a tutor when words kids struggled in school he becomes the the principal <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up in the office and takes over that shit. before before he becomes a doctor he's before gonna be a dean. doctor yeah i don't play man I, I man my kids know man I, you know what it is too my kids know i'm very i i go extreme like they know mm. and they know i'm not playing like like, so that's another thing. Like, I'll be like, a word, because I'm, I'm very to the point with it, and I mean it. So I'm more so like, a word, that's what we're doing? Okay, I'm going to sit in the class with you tomorrow. And I'm going to sit in the class with you tomorrow. Like, I'm not even playing with <laughs> and, and I'll do that in high school. I'll do the whole, I'll, I'll come up in high school and do it. They know, they know I'm very real with it. Like, they'll be like, yo, he really will come sit in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in high school. That's so what's up. Play that. so it's the ultimate I, dad very, flex, man. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, when I say I'm going to do that, I will just, they know I'm not playing. Like, I'll be like, oh, where are you going to be on the phone like that? Right, I'm going to throw the phone in the garbage thing. This is what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, That's what's up. But, That's but, tough, though. You know, and, and I got to, but I got to stand on that, right? I can't do the, I'm going to throw in the garbage and then front. I got to, mm-hmm. once I say yeah. that, it's because I'm so livid at this situation that you really don't understand how serious it is. Yeah. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to throw this away, you know what I'm saying? I bought the phone anyway. It's not really, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? Boom. So I kind of go there and then, you know, then I bring it down. Descend like, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, that's that's what we want to do. Okay. You want to play like that? All right. So um, knowing that up, they know, they knowing that they know I would do the fool, the most outrageous, foolish stuff, like come to <laughs> class. It shuts down the whole thought of yeah. violence because when I when I say, "Oh, this is what we're doing," I'm gonna come sit next to you. Go, <laughs> That's dope oh, though, because it's really? not even. It's I mean, part of it's the embarrassment, right? Because but the other half is yeah, like, "No, yeah. I'm serious. Like, I'm not doing discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm just doing this to make sure you're on it." Yeah, there's. I I make sure once I say that I can't I can't pump fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no pump faking with me. That's that's why it's established. Like. If, if I say something, if, if they know I'm not pump faking, I can't pump fake on something like that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the embarrassing thing. I'm be like, oh, well, that's what we're doing. Okay, boom. And I'm be like, all right, I'm gonna come to the school and sit, sit with you for, sit with you in your class. And you might think it's a joke until you see me coming up in there with the, with the stick, with the stick on the shirt. And, you <laughs> yeah. like, and I gotta sit there with the ID sticker, and I'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sit right in, and I'll be mad quiet. Be like, she knows the answer. <laughs> Man. Because you could do that. You could yeah. do that if you want to. You could go up there and be a visitor and sit there with your student. You could do that type of stuff. So I, I don't play that, man. I don't play that. So I I think that helps, man. When you when you have when you when you say what you mean, you're gonna do it and and stuff like that. Like I'm not gonna do no crazy stuff. I'm gonna do stuff that's like embarrassing to a point that I feel like it'll it, teach it'll you. probably even be yeah, the teacher would probably be funny down the line. I don't want to do nothing that'll scar you. No, I no doubt. That you'd be like, that'll be like, 
your dad really came up in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no like, doubt. No yeah, doubt, man. So I, I think that's, that's what makes it cool, man. You know? That's what's up, man. I can't wait. But do no that doubt, shit. right? I told I told my wife because we were just talking. I saw one of my homegirls' uh, kids the other day, and she's wearing like a little like a hoodie that showed her like her her midriff a little bit. And I, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's not my kid. Let me not say shit. Because for me, I was just like, look, it's self expression, whatever. And I told my wife later, right. I was like, look, when our kid gets to the age where she wants to be at these pool parties with some fucking two piece on, I was like, I told her, I was like. I'm going to go drop her off, but I'm going to drop her off and I'm be wearing a two-piece too. Be like, you don't want to wear two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that wearing a two-piece. Yo, you don't wear a two-piece. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you. no, I got, no, I got checked real you, quick. All you got to do is, all you got to do is have one in the bag. I'll say, well, this is what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, P, shout out to wifey. Hey. She G-checked me real quick. She's like, fuck that self-expression. I was like, all right, all right, I get it. Nah. But she's like, talk about it with him beforehand and then, you know, if she's, if she kind of, if she curves you, then, They'd be like, okay, that, that's what we're doing. But she's like, you got to talk to him first. It's like, all right, all right. Like the first yeah, thing for me is jokes. About it. Yeah, for me, yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's always been jokes. But some kids, you know, like some kids are right. either more or less sensitive. So you joke on them. They'd be like, oh, fuck. And they feel a certain type of way. So I get it. Like right. and, and right. in her infinite wisdom, like I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to give her one chance. And if she don't, that two piece is not coming out. <laughs> I'm going to walk her to the night. Yeah. at the pool party. <laughs> right. right. I'm telling you. Oh, that's what. Oh, so, so this is what everybody's wearing? Okay, let me see what I got. <laughs> you know let me get that saying? Euro cut Speedos. Like, oh, man. I'm telling I'm you, telling you man. man. As funny as it is, it's funny, but you know, when you think about it too, that's what kind of goes to that whole thing of making memories too that I was saying. No yeah. doubt. You know, they, no doubt. They'll remember like, that was wild. He came up with this or whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it is part of that, man. It's part of that. But they learn from that, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, that's dope as fuck, man. man. I love it, man. I can't wait. Like, I was so scared of having a girl. I found a girl first. I don't really care. People don't believe me because I think a lot of it, the masculinity in most of my, in, in most of the people around me was just like, I know you wanted a boy first. I know you wanted a boy first. Oh, and for me, I was just like, everyone always thinks like to have a little mini me, right? But I was like, why can't a girl right. be a mini me? You know what I'm saying? We saw it with Kobe, right. you know, recipes, Kobe um, and his daughter. But for me, I was just scared because it's like, I'm not going to know the answers for girl stuff. And I don't want to be the dad that's just like, oh, ask your mom. You know what I mean? So it's nah, like, nah, I don't. It doesn't come. It doesn't. That doesn't happen. I'll be honest. Like, there, there may be certain stuff. She did tell me, like she said, there's certain stuff I do discuss with mom. But I think she she'll be able to to filter that part out for you. Yeah, she knows what she knows what she probably can ask her about. That's more of a female thing. Maybe dealing with female friends, mm. female things like in that in that regard. But like other than that, she pretty much will ask me about a whole bunch of stuff. She asked me the other day about like her drawing art and like you know being um, inspired to do it and and being afraid of messing up. And I told her like uh, messing up is part of becoming great. And so we went into a whole like half hour about that, and That's it was a dope up. conversation that she came to me. I was just laying down. She came to me to talk about it. So like I love the fact that she feels comfortable enough to come to ask me about. Um, you know, how to stay motivated and things like that. And I just, I said, you know how many people just tear up paper and throw it away and then you get the final product? And we went into a whole big conversation. It was dope. So, yeah, man, you you won't have to worry about that, man. And I looked at it like having, I, whatever I would have got, boy, girl, I just would have been, I'm just amped, you know what I'm saying? I think like, like with having kids is the only time you can really, I don't want to say only time, but having kids is one of the 
moments in which your, in, in your life in which you can really say that you know how love feels. It's mm. a fact. Right? Like you can, you yeah. can get with your, your significant other and you love them. But when your kid comes in the world, it's, it's like, different. I love, you love your significant other, but you'll go even a little further for your kid. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. life on a line, line, line. Like you, you'll die for who you, who you with. But for this one, you'll die twice. You know what I'm saying? So you start to you start to feel feel that vibe and you understand like you start understanding what love is, you know what I'm saying, from that from that side of it. And and kinda, you know, then me having two, then I was able to kinda understand that there is no difference in love with either or. Like you just have them and there's no like I love this one more than that one. You even can feel that and go like, Wow. Yeah, it's just like I love you just as much as I love this one. There's no like in anything in me that makes me go, this is higher than that one at all to in love department. You know what I'm saying? So you, you get to realize different things from different experiences, man. And, and that's yeah, kind of where definitely yeah, yeah, I feel this at. You know what I'm saying? You won't, you know, that the one thing about having a younger kid than the older kid is that if the older kid has standards, of course, being younger, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, you know. I got an older sister, and of course, I looked at her to see what she's doing, and vice versa, and and that's just being sibling. But I think you just have to be able to kind of like say, all right, my oldest is doing this, my youngest ain't going to be in that. I got to kind of let her drive and navigate this a little bit for me. I can't really navigate everything for her because that's not her personality. Her personality is more so like, let me kind of observe from a distance and still be like, I don't do that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then my yeah. oldest, my oldest is more like I can be direct and be like, you know, you might not want to do that. She's like, why? You know, so it's just two different people, man. And and love them the same. Yeah, that's that's super encouraging, up, man. No, it isn't. Glad to hear man. it for real. <laughs> cause I'm worried. In for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I only know what it is to raise one kid and one girl. So I was like, boy, I was like, I don't you know, there's no context. Obviously I'm going to try to raise them the same. Um, and that's one of my other fears too, because just being, you know, I'm second generation Korean American. So my dad, like he showed me a little bit of affection while I was little because babies are just cute. You know what I mean? But when I got older, he got more stern and more stern. And for me, I'm scared right. of doing that to my son. Cause I kiss my, I kiss my daughter, man, 20 times a day. I tell her I love her 20 times a day, but just because I have a son, I'm really worried about not being as affectionate not telling him as much or maybe being harder on him because he's a boy rather than just making sure that they both get treated the same so they know they're like yo we're equals and i need to i need to represent myself in such a way because america hates i I say this all the time i was like america hates women and america definitely hates women of color so for my kid to be from a bunch of different ancestries she needs to know what it's like to be tough you know what i mean but she needs to see the soft side too so there's you know a dichotomy there um, but with my son, and I don't want to be, always be like a drill sergeant, like get your ass up and do this, do that in the third, but I need to show him that. And that's the thing, because since it wasn't shown to me and since I didn't see it a lot, like, I don't know how that, the interaction is. So I lean on B a lot 
to just like the way that he he parents and and for the all the the dads around me too to, to how they parent their boys like oh you can show them affection like it's cool like you can tell them you love them all the time like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that you're not gonna make nothing them soft but in my yeah. head you know what I mean like it's me trying to like unfuck whatever is up here just be like because for me the first thing in my head I'm just like man that's soft like don't don't be like that that's the first thing that comes to my head every single time and I hate it because I know it's not I know it's not true. But like the dope thing is nah. that you're like aware of it though. You hear that and yeah. you're like, yo, I, you can right. recognize, you can identify it. And then at that point, the experiences will just come and then you you don't even think about it anymore. You're just like, yo, that's just my kid, man. Like, Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, hoping that's yeah, the case. It's it just a fear right now. You know what I mean? Because it yeah, might just turn yeah. off completely. So Totally, totally will, man. Like, I mean, I haven't, of course I haven't raised a boy, but like at the end of the day, I think, you you instilling them what you think you're gonna need for them to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, and that's really it. And and you 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 being a guy, you can say this is what it is, and this is how this this plays out, and and you go from there, finding that balance, what's gonna work with the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's really it. That's all you can really do. I think that's I think if one thing I've learned is just really make sure you're into what your kids are into, even though you're not into it. So, that's facts. Cause, facts. Cause that that would that would be the thing that would would help as far as like say you know if your son is into motorcycles and whatnot you might not be in the motorcycles you'd be like yo I got this motorcycle we should build it that will help with the bonding on those levels too right. so mm-hmm. it's just really kind of just like like I said sometimes I got you know like all of us sometimes we gotta watch that Disney movie we done seen it you yeah. know what I'm Disney done, Plus it's the know, bane of my existence. <laughs> Right. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta watch that movie twenty times. Sometimes yeah, you know, fact. it is what it is. But you know, it's they want you there, and, and it helps you for later on. So, but you know, now, up, my man. kids are a little older though. My kids are older now, so sometimes I don't gotta watch that movie all the time. <laughs> Thank God, I can't wait till kids are out of that yeah, phase. Uh, but you know, back in the days, it was throw that movie on you. You just gotta put the yeah, put the VHS it. in and run it. To the tape pops, <laughs> to the tape pops out. Right. Yo, words. I, I do want to get a little bit, at least a little bit into the lyricist lounge as a show. I know the ciphers were legendary. Who do you think gave you like, in terms of the ciphers, or just the battles? Like, who do you think you're like? Okay, this person's actually pretty nice. Like, they could kind of see me on that level. Like, out of all the MCs on that show, who do you think was like, okay, this person gave me the most trouble? Look at it. Or this None person's closest to Not me. one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, like, like freestyling, that the, the one of the most entertaining episodes is Snoop at the end. And you see mm. Snoop freestyling versus recently. Yeah. Like, Snoop is, is the natural freestyler. So, for him, no when he came at the end of the show, at the end of the show, he can't wait to freestyle because he knew that was the highlight of the show. That actually was the highest rated part of the show was the mm. freestyle at the end. So um, Snoop has always been like that, man. That I mean, what's that song? The that song on that shit. I know the beat. I forget the damn song name. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's it might be Disney or whatever. But that song in general. That whole song is freestyle. Oh, sure. Even, I think, I think, was it The Dog Father, I believe? Snoop had a, a track on there where he just, it was his freestyle. Like, it reminded me of, um, it reminded me of, like, how Big L had um, the freestyle seven sessions freestyle. on his, yeah, like, the seven, stretch, no, not, no not even the seven-minute freestyle, it was a 98 freestyle on uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big picture. That was, that was on Lifestyle. Oh, 
That was a big picture. And then um, Snoop had a joint where he just, no, I think it was acapella, if memory serves me correct, he just freestyled, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. That's dope man. to hear because Snoop, people don't really think of Snoop as like an MC just because of his his flow is so like LA and kind of like laid back. It's like, no, he can get it in. He nah, can- he's incredible. We watched Versus the other day, and Strick said, he hit me on the text while we watching it. Yo, I might have to change my top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, yo, I, I, I feel you. I said, man, if you, if you listen to the flows and the flavor and the swag he has, he's doing it now when sounds dope. But this mm-hmm. is twenty something years ago, sounding crazy like this. It was so ahead of his time. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, I think he he might be underrated. You know, um, I think he is for sure. Yeah. He might be underrated, but Snoop Snoop is. Snoop is dope, man. He's a he's he did the X Clan. He was he was rapping X Clan lyrics during that versus during the interlude when they had some downtime. I didn't even know Snoop knew the X Clan album. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's how you know you he's a real know, student, right? You don't know what cats grew up listening to. We have we all have a in some regards like a prejudice towards just the fact that this person raps like this. This person mm-hmm. most likely listened to this. Right, right. Or this person only only listens to this. He did the X Clan joint. Um, he's just a student of the game with it, and it was like you know seeing that versus. I think really uh, solidified a lot, man. I was like, man, Snoop is Snoop is beyond incredible, man. When when you think about it, so he definitely. I think we should. I think we should see a versus up. with words and Ace. Oh man. Nah, I could. <laughs> I can't mess with Ace Catalog. Ace catalog. <laughs> Ace crazy catalog. catalog. Crazy catalog. I think Ace is I think Ace is under underrated. You know he what is. I'm saying? Heavy. We if yeah, you man. if you go back, I don't know what episode it was this well, I mean, I know I've first season we talked about. Well, first about season lot, yeah. I definitely said um my pop's playlist was um a long hot summer, man. Like he was so in the pocket with beautiful. Um that's like one of my favorite like top five songs of right. all time. Um right. But man, he's always heralded as one of my favorites, man. And I think that dude, um, I mean, his albums, he was about, on the symphony. Think, man. About, <laughs> think about it, right? If you think about anybody that came out since he came out, <laughs> nobody. Who has, who has that nobody. consistent of a catalog? I mean, yeah. to this day, like, there's nobody that I can say has that consistent of a catalog as he does. And that you know could, and that even now, hip hop heads are like, oh, he's nice. You know right. what I mean? Because there's a lot of shit right. that sounds dated. But when he comes with his stuff, you're like, okay, like it's yeah, timeless. Story, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it's choices, timeless. The production, the production choice, crazy. All is what it is. That's so, a lost art, man. You push play and just let it go. No, you can't do that yeah. anymore. Well, yeah. I, I think that that goes to the fact that he he's aware of where he's at in the game with doing the music to make sure that he's meticulous with with what he's doing. So it's strategic. As opposed to there's a lot of artists, I would say maybe from his era or 90s and stuff in, in that regard that are more so in it just to be doing it. Because, you know, when you're an artist and you're a rapper or you whatever you are, at some point for the rest of your life, like I know for the rest of my life, I'm going to be asked, yo, what's up with music? Mm-hmm. So some people you gotta might, hold on to you, that. Right. Some, like, some people embrace it as opposed in, in, a, in a form of, I'm always going to be asked this. People look up to me to do music. That's kind of where I'm at with it from what I branded myself to do and become. So I'm just going to do music as opposed to actually saying, let me look at the music I'm doing. And I'm going to make sure this music is quality and kind of hone it. It's just kind of more like 
throwing it out there based off of the uh, expectations of others. That's what's up, man. And I think that's what we don't man. we don't do that. You know, we don't we're not into that vibe. We just like, you know, I talk to Ace and all of us talk every day. We don't even talk about songs. We don't talk about nothing about music. <laughs> really? Nah, that's <laughs> dope. And that's what, and honestly too, that's honestly one of the reasons why we wanted you on, man. Obviously we gotta touch on some of the music stuff, but more importantly, I think the best title that we all have in common between myself, you, Retro, Ace, everybody is that we're dads first, man. And there's not really a lot of, it's not really a lot of platforms for us to highlight us as fathers. Yeah. As obviously words the art, as we all know that that's what you do, man. And that's the, right. that's the allure. That's like the entry point. But I think I would even argue for you, probably most important is you being a father, right? Like, Right. Before any of this shit, like the music could go yeah, and you're still a dad. That's what I think it's in my bio. Like, I think the first thing I write is dad, you know what I'm yep. saying? And then, and then like, uh, or father, then I write a uh, husband, then artist, and then all these other things come after it, you know what I'm saying? But like, dad is the strongest word I could ever hear in my life. Facts, man. That's what's up. So that's why I think. stronger than that. Nah, man, and we appreciate you coming on just talking about that aspect of it, because I'm sure that's not something you get a chance to talk to people about, man, like it's always the music, it's always everything else. But that to us was why we wanted to highlight you today, man. And just like you said, like Retro said in the beginning, give you your flowers now, man, outside of the music, but just as a strong stand up father, man, like. Thank you, man. One of the dopest moments is that I'm gonna take with me is, my man said my kid was struggling and then I became a teacher. There's no that's better like dad while, than that. Yeah, that's yeah. like the dad shit of right. the year. That's right. That's how that's how I got into it, man. I was going. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna be her sub," and she was like, "That's great." And I was like, "All right." And I, and I went down there, and, and then it just became a bigger mission, you know. While I was still helping her situation, it just became a that was the, that was the realest question I ever been asked. Like, you got these these young black males need you, man. So I've never been asked nothing realer than that ever. Damn, that's dope. Man. And that speaks to the relationship you have with your kid too, because most kids are like, "Man, like my mm-hmm. dad's gonna come to school, shit." <laughs> but the fact that she's like, no, nah, it's cool. Like, fuck it. Like, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's get it in. And the way that it played out, man, it was beautiful. Yeah, can't, like, yeah, it can't like, you, you always, I think you always dread to like the time where you, you don't like your kids don't think that you're cool no more. They don't want to open up to you anymore. Cause you don't understand. And just having that dialogue throughout, even throughout their teens. Right. Cause I feel like if you're a dad and you have teen daughters, you're like, shit. Like that, I think that's the fear, the underlying fear for a lot of dads too, is like their teenage years where they find out, you know, what it is to, to self-expression and then finding either members of the opposite sex or the same sex attractive, whatever, whatever it is, um, like that struggling with that. But the fact that she can maintain an open relationship with them that like, where you just have the dialogue, be like, whatever it is, just talk to me. I'm cool. Just talk yeah, to me. I mean, I, I got to I can't look at myself like I gotta be more so in as a I gotta navigate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't yeah. be like overbearing like to the point that it's like you become hated and then they don't tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, 'cause there is gonna there's still gonna be stuff they don't tell me. That's just natural. We it's a whole bunch of stuff we don't tell our parents to this mm-hmm. day. So that we, we, we did, you know, whether sneaking out here, going there, whatever stuff. And I gotta be just knowing that I gotta make sure that to some point that's minimized to a point that even if they do do it, they do it in a safe way, you right. know, um, things like that. So like my youngest, she's into Riverdale. She's heavy into Riverdale. So I was like, let me see what this Riverdale is about. So then once I found out, I, I was like, oh, Riverdale is Archie. Yeah. 
the old it's comic like a, it's like yeah, an MMO course, version yeah. of Archie right yeah yeah like, it's a television name? version of, everybody's the... in there all the characters Jughead everybody's in there <laughs> damn so so when I researched it I was able to show her the the, car, the comic book and she mm. was pointing at all the people she was like oh that's, that's dope. such and such that's dope so, as fuck man so that you know me me finding out what's why are you watching this other damn thing who's in it and this from me asking who's in it and she's like it got Archie Jughead that's such and such and I was like all you had to hear was Jughead you're like wait a minute now Jughead yeah. like I know that name <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even from like, Bazooka Joe days man right. so then um right right at the gum so then I just uh from there then I was able to show her that, and that helped. I think that helped bond us some some ways too. Just on the basis of me being able to be like, yo, look at the combo. She was like, what? And then she's able to take that and show her friends. You know, yeah, stuff like that. So you gotta, that you fun. know, I, I just try to ask, man. I try to ask and talk, man. Really, just like let that be known. That's what's yeah. up, man. So, words. Anything else you want to get out, man? Before we wrap, man. We've taken up so much of your time, man, and we appreciate yeah, you for, for it. Sure, we appreciate that, man. Nah, it's, it's I. I it's, Hey man, I, I like I like bonding and talking about stuff because people don't really get to hear a lot of times people just say what it is and talk about life. The the book, make sure y'all get the book. So the book is out yeah, now, it's on That's Amazon. Um so the book actually was in the top twenty, the uh, top one hundred. It was uh, uh, top twenty. Yeah. Top twenty uh right. new new releases of poetry Flexi. books on Amazon. In the poetry section, poetry Man. books top twenty. So I, I like Got to it. thank everybody for helping with that. So you know, thank the whole you. gang of people yeah. are getting that shit as birthday or Christmas Yo, gifts man, this year. That's that's crazy for me, man. Just to even to to look that up and be in the top twenty of that, it's just crazy. It's a hundred. I'm top twenty in a hundred. I'm like, yo, it's crazy. So um, I like to thank everybody for that. Um, check out the Instagram Wordsworth B K L Y N. I'm on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm 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 cooling, man. I'm just here trying to like help. If you need help, you can hit me up. If you act crazy, I'm gonna up, block man. you. <laughs> as you yeah. should. I'm, as a, you I'm should. telling you right. Yeah. As 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 accessible as I am, as cool as I am, I I'm very direct too. If you come with the K, I'm gonna be like. And I'm a black person. Uh, B, you need to take that advice, sir. We just yeah, had a conversation about yeah, that we too. Did. Oh my, man, my man I'm, B, I'm quick with the block. I'm quick. My with man the block, B, right? yeah. he'll he'll entertain. I gotta a few learn the how to do that. Where you at? Where you at right now? I'm not entertaining no no negativity, man. I I protect my energy, man. I ain't That's doing no, no negativity, yeah. man. No negativity. It, I don't do no negative negativity, man. So yeah, well, we appreciate you, man, so much. That's what I'm at. I appreciate y'all having me, man. And on no, top man. of that, man, thank you for giving me the trip down memory lane. Because like once B was B was talking it up, he's like, "Yo, yo, I think I got words." So I was like, "Oh shit, I haven't heard that." Admittedly, I haven't heard. It. I was like, eh, "I haven't heard music from him in a minute." So I went back and checked. Not just you, but I was like the people that you still had on. You had Ace, and I think you had um, Cool G on recently yep. on an album and then uh yeah Quality. and then and then even yeah. shout out ayatollah i was like oh damn like i haven't heard that i haven't heard that name in mm-hmm. forever so just hearing I just that spoke to ayatollah the other day he got he got some weird name on, I, on ig i was like how would i even know that name? <laughs> <laughs> like that's how you know it's a personal account he's like he's like that's not the business account that's personal but yo he hit me the other day on, on instagram all that like oh, all that man. all that stuff well, i like to like, shout out i like to shout out quincy tones for doing that album he produced the entire album he's from the uk 
All right, that's what's up, man. Check out, Quincy Tones, check out man. Quincy, Quincy Tones, man. He did the ghost of Christopher Wallace for J Electronica. Oh, he shit. Sean, he did some for Sean stuff. His discography is kind of crazy. If you look wow. at Quincy Tones. So Quincy him, Tones. He actually did him. some of this stuff on EMC album, the early stuff. So his, him being so crazy, he, he brought that album to a new level, Champion Sounds. Like, he got a lot of a lot of instrumentation on there. The real choir is on the song with me and Kuali and, and Gabe. I mean, he picked that album to to a new height for us. So shout that's out to Quincy up, man. Tones. Damn, that's the stuff. Yeah, shout that's out hard. to him for sure, man. Well, yeah, we Yo, appreciate words. you, man. What's up with the sign? Can I get a signed copy? Can I get the <laughs> official signed one? Yeah, man, we can, we, can, we can figure that out. We'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll that's figure what's, it out. Up, that's what's up, man. And Hell also yeah. salute to you. We appreciate you too for supporting as well, man. Like you're rocking the gear, man, on some late uh, things, man. We appreciate that as well, yes, man. Sir. Yeah, yeah, man. I, you know, I was like, oh, right yeah, I'm about to do something. Is, I want to wear, I want to wear it to to help with that type of stuff. So if I'm doing certain things, I'm like, oh yeah, somebody send me this. Let me let me throw that on. Nah, that's appreciated. Sometimes, man. man, it just goes in a bend, and you never know who gets it, man. And it's oh no, nah. but you actually my, my put it on. My brother-in-law wanted a hat, man. He was like, yo, let me get this one. He was one of the hats. He was, I think. He took the red one or something like that. Let me know. We'll send him another one, man. Yeah, Come on. For sure, man. Stop playing. We'll get, get Pops Cause, one. Because it's Pops. Right, because it's Pops. Take that red hat back from the MAGA crowd, man. Fuck that. <laughs> Reclaim it for the hip-hop hits. Reclaim it. So, yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, when I got the stuff, I loved it, man. So, oh, thank you, man. We appreciate you. All right, brother, sure, man. man. Well, we'll let you go, man. Thank you for everything. Yeah. We appreciate your contributions to everything. And salute to you. For being a phenomenal OG father, in man. the game, man. Put some respect on his name. Great, great conversation, man. Uh, uh, man. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me.